Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. I hate a word that people say all the time, and I want you to know that this word is costing you like a whole hell of a lot of money. So I want to ask you, why busy is costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars? Do you know the answer to this? And definitely put it in the chat. Let me know where you're joining from. It personally cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I am going to share with you today the story of doing that and how you can avoid it, stop doing that maybe, and end up creating so much more uh, money and efficiency inside of your business and your life. Um, so if you are new, my name is Emily Hawkins, and I spent 15 years in the corporate world managing millions of dollars, streamlining processes for productive results. I actually have a degree in doing this, uh, a degree in supply chain and an MBA in global business. And in that time, what I learned was there are great theories and then there are time-tested things that work. I created one of the most productive teams in the company that I was a part of, stood up supply chains all over the world, and I want to teach you how you can use these exact principles inside your online business as either the owner or a key leader in that business to save time, save money, increase your revenue, and increase productivity on your team. Does that sound fun? Um, I don't know about you, but increasing revenue sounds fun to me. So um, I am excited that you are here. And so let's get into today's topic. So why is busy costing you hundreds of thousands of dollars? So I want to take you back to when I was a new business owner. And I had a friend who was like, I'm not sure what you do for a living. And so I said, oh, you know what I got to do? I need a website. I need like the most killer website on the planet. So I spent so many hours perfecting the website and perfecting my logo because my logo was so important. Now, I don't know if you know what happens when you build a magnificent website and a magnificent logo. Nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing in the world happens, actually. You make zero dollars and zero cents. In fact, if you were like me, you paid people to help you with these activities, so you're actually out money, and you actually made no money in the process. So I hope that you understand that that website and that logo, while they seem important, aren't nearly as important as key activities that you need to be doing inside of your business, but you are creating noise that is keeping you away from these key activities. And we're going to talk about that today. And one of those is I'm so busy. We as a society love to tell each other this, right? 
I am so busy. And what I find most interesting is I feel like in our society, it's a nice way of saying I am important. You need to understand that I'm important. Because what if what if we had a conversation, you and me, you saw me on the street and you know, you're like, oh, how are you? Oh, you know, busy, busy. That's what we always say, right? What if I said to you, oh, I'm not really busy at all. What would you think about me? And I would love you to put that in the chat. What would you think if I said, I'm not actually that busy? My thought is that you would probably think maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I'm misdirected. Maybe I need more to do. And that led me to the definition of busy. Because the actual definition, there are two, which I was not aware of until I looked it up. I love definitions. They, they help me understand words so much better than how we use them. So the first definition is actually an adjective. And this is the one where I think all of us are used to hearing. So busy actually means having a great deal to do, right? So in that conversation, you, when you say, I am so busy, you are nicely saying, I am important and I have a great deal to do, right? That's what you mean. Except there's another definition for this. It's a verb. And it is keeping occupied busying yourself, right? That might actually be what you're doing. And today we're going to break all that down and we're going to find hundreds of thousands of dollars for you. Does that sound cool? I'm in for this. I think it sounds really great. So let's first and foremost decide before you dive into any task, is this task something, a great deal that I need to do or is this keeping me busy? So define that first and foremost. Is this keeping me busy or is this really something great that I need to be doing is really what we're saying here. I believe that we look at this word as a trophy. I am busy, so therefore I am worthy because action means success. Um, having a lot to do means success. And I don't actually believe any of those things. I actually believe that the less you have to do, the better off you are. And let me describe this for you and why I believe this so much. So let's say for a minute that you are busy and you were doing 17 things. This list of tasks to do's that you have on your list is so long, it's three pages. That kind of makes me want to breathe in heavy in a paper bag for you. So you start tackling that list, right? That never really goes away. And the first item on it is one thing. The next item on the list is another thing, and the next item on the list is another thing, and the next item on the list is the other, and none of them are necessarily related to one another. Well, what will you will run into is something called task switching. So you are going to switch from task to task to task. Well, the average person, when they switch between tasks, it takes them 15 minutes to regain focus, full focus, and create quality work. So if you switch between four tasks, that is an hour of task switching downtime, right? Did you know that? So if you think I'm going to go from this task to this task to this task, and I'm going to do all of that in an hour, you cannot mentally do it. You will actually start to ruin quality. What happens in those task switching windows is it's as if you've had, you're intoxicated. 
So you've smoked a lot of marijuana, you've drank a lot of alcohol, your brain is operating at the same capacity as it would if it was inebriated in those 15 minutes. So you might think that you can do this faster. I know I did. I know I did until I hired somebody and they found all the errors. Nicole, you are a blessing in this world. Anyway, shout out to one of my favorite employees. She's amazing. Um, but I want you to remember that task switching actually really affects quality. So busy is actually making your work quality go way, way down. So let's talk about what happens when you have poor work quality. Well, you're going to get a lot more emails because something is broken. Something isn't working properly. Your clients are pissed off or you don't have many clients because your work quality is so bad that nobody wants to hire you. Or you bring people on and your refund rates are pretty high because the quality isn't there. So this happens all the time. Uh, it's happened to me. It's happened to all of us at various times in our career where we're like, I can do all of this. You know, I'm just going to stay busy um, and I'm just going to get all of these things done. So I want you to remember that you only have about three and a half to four hours of quality work time in you on a daily basis. Now, does that mean you can make phone calls and do all these other things? Of course. But quality work that your business needs in order to become a referral machine requires heads down work and needs you to divorce your, your wonderful relationship with busyness. So you've got to have focus time to do your work. So you've got to let go of your relationship with busyness. Quality over quantity. So you want to do quality work. You don't want to do a ton of work. Right? This kind of flies in the face of everything that we know. And yet, it's so important, right? So let's talk about what is busy versus what is actually something that's going to move the needle in your business. So the quality over the quantity. So on a daily basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis, you need sales. Sales drive everything. Sales put food on my family's table. Sales keep the lights on in my house. I personally love me some electricity and heating. Uh, later this week, it's going to be eight. I live in Georgia. We do not see temperatures like that. I'm waiting for the other numbers to come with eight, but right now it's eight. It's a little terrifying. I guess I'll be wearing all of my clothes later this week. Anyway, I am really excited that I have heat. I only have heat because I have sales. So what is a meaningful activity in your business? What do we need to prioritize over anything else? Sales. Sales making activities have to be first not the website. I just said that. You don't need a website. You need a phone call. You need a Zoom connection so that you are having Zoom calls with people. So the money-making activities in a business are the following activities. Sales calls. They are sales presentations, webinars, workshops. Are you, are you doing any paid workshops? And speaking engagements. So these are things that you need to prioritize, right? So let me repeat that. Sales calls, sales presentations, webinars, paid workshops, anything like that, and speaking engagements. 
So, after you get off this call, I want you to look at your calendar. Do you have any of those things scheduled? Now, we're moving into the holidays as this is live. I get that. So let's look at the next 30 days. Do you have sales calls scheduled on your calendar? Do you have sales presentations anywhere on your calendar? Do you have any workshops that are paid that are coming up? If this is not the case, then please focus on these things first. Nobody cares about the website. Nobody cares about the fancy schmancy stuff you're putting on social media. I had this amazing conversation with my daughter leading to the social media conversation, which is, I had this amazing post that I was so proud of, so proud of on my business page. And I believe I got around 500 likes on it and like a ton of comments, right? Oh my God, I was so proud. Showing my daughter, she's 10. Um, She's the realest real person ever. And I said, oh my gosh, look at this. I got like 500 likes and like so many comments and all this. And she was like, mom, that is so great. How much do you get paid per like? Oh, ouch. (laughs) Zero dollars and zero cents is what I get paid. Now, we all know there's a long game to this, right? But it really humbled me in that moment. I am getting excited about something that is not generating me money in this moment. How can I make it generate money? By creating quality content, right? So I'm not going to tell you to post every single day. I'm not going to tell you these things. You have a successful business that is running, doing what it's doing. You are making money. I just don't want you to forget that first and foremost, it's not about the optics the friends. How many friends do you have? How many connections do you have? That does not make you money. What makes you money is serving the people that you have and telling as many people as you possibly can about the service that you offer, also known as sales. Now, why do I keep talking about this when we're all about busyness, right? Because you are clouding your days and your weeks with activities that are not driving those sales. Why are you clouding your days and your weeks? Because, Emily, I have all these clients and I need to serve them. Amen. You need to serve the people that already paid to work with you. That is incredibly important. But do you personally need to serve those people? Let's talk about this for a second. So I know when I started my business that I set up an email address called support at emilyhawkins4u.com. Yeah, I'm telling you the email address. Go ahead and email it. There's actually a person behind it now. When I started my business, it was what I would call a vanity link. Uh, it actually linked right back to my personal email. I just wanted to look like I was, uh, you know, an authority in the business. So in my presentations and things, I would be like, email support. And my business took off. And I started selling more and more and more customers. And guess what happened? I started to get more and more and more emails from that support email address. Well, it was just me. So I was spending, I believe I figured out two hours a day going through these emails throughout the day, right? Because I wanted to make sure that people were served. Resetting passwords, having conversations about 
what the expectations were in the course, uh, what needed to be completed before they could move to this step. Um, oh, I don't remember my login. Can you reset my password? I would like to refund, restating those expectations of what that looked like. Oh my gosh, I was doing all the things. And guess what happens when you are support for your business? Those selling opportunities that I was telling you about become fewer and farther between because you are spending all the time in something that is very important in your business. Serving your clients is incredibly important. It is the most important work you will ever do in your life because you are transforming their lives. But me, the teacher, the visionary of the business, resetting passwords was not a good use of my time. And so I ended up hiring someone and actually creating an actual support email address. Again, if you email that today, it is not me because you would rather have me teaching you and training you and supporting you versus resetting your password, right? So you might think that everything is important, but I can tell you right now that what is most important is selling people and serving people. So selling and serving should be your main goal. And you as the business owner, the serving needs to be the teaching. Now you need a team of people to help you serve from a customer experience perspective, making sure those passwords are up, making sure people know how to access various things in your courses or your communities or whatever that is. You need that support and it shouldn't cost you that much. But if you do not get this support, it will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So before I have my amazing support person on board, I actually continued down this path, right? And oddly enough, my sales started to plummet because I wasn't spending as much time with the people because I was doing the back-end stuff. And so it started to create this web of unproductivity, right? Back to what I was telling you before, my emails went up, my sales went down, not the direction you want to go. So I ended up hiring someone and going dark for about a two-week period and creating everything that's actually inside my leadership operating system so that you don't actually have to do any of these things. I've done them for you. You're welcome. Um, so that I could get my people up to speed as fast as possible and I could do what I needed to do, what I was put on this earth to do, which is serve these people with innovative lessons, spending time with them on live coaching calls. That was where my time was best served. And I needed to support those people that had invested in me correctly which was by gifting them that support person, right? They needed that. They deserved that. And it actually did not cost me a lot of money in the expense category. And it amped up my sales in a really dramatic way because we were able to really scale the business now that somebody was handling all those things. And guess what else happened? This person did not just stay in that support role doing her thing and making all the things. She brought ideas to me. Hey, I'm starting to see this. I'm starting to see that. We were able to create more in our courses that drove down those emails 
and ended up saving money and time from, from her, but then created a more rich experience for the people that we were serving, which involved us actually getting more referrals. So do you need to be doing all the work yourself? I can tell you right now, you don't. You need to find the things that make you money and you need to continue to do those things. And you need to start handing off, even if it's two hours a week, to someone else. And I bet you there's somebody in your community that you could do that with. So it doesn't have to be like formal. So let's talk about things that we think are meaningful work but are not. Did you know on an average basis, you are checking your email about three hours a day? Yeah. Uh, Checking your email is incredibly important when you are a one-man band. You need to level set expectations around that time frame. Again, this is all in my leadership operating system. And in doing so, you actually free yourself up to batch those things. So those things that we think we need to do. Along with social media, right? Social media is important, but have you heard that you need to be posting every single day on social media? Sure. Go ahead. Post every day. If you do not have the right system built out and you don't have the right support behind you, meaning somebody that is taking care of a lot of that busyness, busy work that needs to be done on your team, well, you are not going to be creating great things. You're going to be creating a lot of quantity and noise on social media versus quality and drawing people to you. So I believe that if you are not posting regularly on social media, that's a problem in and of itself but it's got to be a strategy. And that is something that you need white space for. And you only gain white space when you have support in the noise. So I want you to think about this. Do you personally need to be doing every single task? My thought is probably not. And the next thing is, do you need to be doing any of it anyway? Are there things that you are doing because you've always done them? And maybe they're not things that you need to continue to be doing. I can tell you for the longest time, I was big on metrics. Still am huge, huge, huge into metrics. But I'm here to tell you that as you grow, the metrics that you need to measure are very different. And I ended up hiring somebody to measure metrics for me because it was getting in the way of my decision-making because I was spending too much time in that area. And then as this person took over those metrics, it became abundantly clear that we were measuring the wrong things. And if you're measuring the wrong things, then you'll go the wrong direction. And if you want to go the wrong direction, just keep marching down that path, right? But what I will tell you is when you bring other support in, very quickly you will learn that there are things that you are maybe doing that you don't need to do. And actually, you know, a little commercial break for the leadership operating system. I teach you exactly how to do this, to find those places in your business that have become noise, that are not building any sort of wealth or sales for you, and focus you and your team to move the levers that make the biggest difference and help you scale in an impactful, meaningful way. The reason why you started your business in the first place. 
Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.